You better come on in. It's good to see you all tonight. I had, uh, I want you to pray about three families. I, a man gives us uh, some money every year to buy a bicycle for a little boy, and he wants me to find a little boy to give it to every year. And, and I found one, and uh, the man I was talking to, the daddy, or the granddaddy, said that he's got three families he's praying he's trying to get to come here to church so pray about those families if you would please let's pray and ask God to bless Heavenly Father we do thank you for the very privilege of prayer and Lord we do pray for each one of our church members and their families Lord we pray for Mrs. Harden and others and they'll be traveling Lord and being with their loved ones and friends through these holidays we ask you, dear God, that you'll bless us and our families around the holidays as we celebrate Christmas at this time with each other. We pray for everyone on the prayer sheet, dear God, that you'll bless them. These that's ill, the ones that need to be saved. Pray for our missionaries always, Lord. We ask you to guard them, our president, all those that's under him that need your hand and guidance, Lord. We know you can change minds and circumstances and we ask you dear God you take care of things bless us as your people we ask these things in Jesus precious name Amen I started to say that uh, tonight I won't keep you long like uh, uh, Henry the fifth kept his sixth wife y'all get that to live uh, I think that was the name of his one that killed all his wife, never mind. Anyhow, I, uh, every year at this time, I like to read Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is one of the sweetest records of the birth of Christ that you can find in the Bible. I was studying behind it one day, and the commentator I was reading behind said, if you look at it like Luke was a doctor, and he was a doctor, and read the book of Luke like a doctor's record of the birth of Christ. And if you'll do that, it'll give you a great enlightenment into it. But I'd like to read to you in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that they went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary as a spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there went in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass that the angels were going away from them into heaven. <coughs> Excuse me. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so called to the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you'll bless the reading and studying of this precious chapter of your word that tells us about the birth of your Son and our Savior and what he means to us and to the world. And you'll bless us tonight. We'll praise you and honor you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like to just take a few moments. I was reading this afternoon and studying and I got a real blessing out of some things. The birth of Jesus is a fact. Uh, we first, we build our salvation on. Just like the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. And if you study the Bible, the one cannot be separated from the other. If Jesus was not born to Mary, the virgin birth, then no reason for the cross because we have no perfect sacrifice without the virgin birth. Turn over with me now to Galatians chapter 4 for just a minute and look in verse 4. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. <clears throat> when the fullness of time was come, I laugh at people that talk about Jesus coming again, and they say, well, He ain't come yet. Well, all I can say to them, the time ain't come yet for Jesus to come. And it's the same way back when He first came through the virgin birth, I guarantee you Jesus came right on time, not when people would expect Him to come. And anyone who denies the virgin birth denies the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Isaiah 6, Isaiah 9 verse 6 tells us the child Jesus born was the son Jesus given. The Bible says Jesus was the son born, but he was also the son given. And Jesus was given on the cross for a sinner. The psalmist says this child was to be from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. That means that this child 
was to be both God and man, united in God and man. This is the mystery of the Incarnation. Nobody can explain to you the Incarnation, God in human flesh, but it's the truth. And knowing that God was in the beginning, and Jesus was in the beginning, but He took on the body of a man, uh, so we find that God is united in God and man. Now look at verse 4, chapter 2 of Luke. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because it was the house and lineage of David. Now Jesus was born in a stable. I laughed at that. I was reading this while ago, and I come to this word in, because there was of the house and lineage of David, and there was found uh, in verse seven there was no room for them in the inn. And I said, hey, isn't that something? There's no holiday for Jesus, no holiday inn for him there. Amen. Think about this: God in flesh, just a hewn-out cave called a stable. And by the way, that was not the kind of stable that they portray around in yards today. A stable that Jesus was born in was a hewn-out place in the in the uh, rocks. And uh, the the next thing I want you to see is the wonderful message of the angels. Now, beginning in verse eight, on down, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now I want you to watch some. Here is God's Son becoming man for our redemption. Born in a stable, cradled in a manger, and all heaven is stirred. Notice the message of these angels. Fear not. Now the gospel of our Lord and Savior is called the good news. The gospel was preached to Abraham, John, the Baptist, Paul, Peter, the disciples. All through the Bible, the gospel is preached to them. This same gospel is to be preached in the power of the Holy Spirit today. Good news. Fear not. Jesus has come to save us sinners. Amen. Now, this is the only gospel that's to be preached. The Bible says, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. And it's all summed up in our one great verse, John 3:16. For God so loved the world, amen, that he gave his only begotten Son. Now, I love this part. Suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts. I wonder how many was really there that day. It says a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Can you imagine for just a minute the thunderous sound? You ever been to a football field, a football game like the Bucks have, and everybody's hollering all at the same time, and you take, what is it, whole between 40 and 50,000 people there in one stadium, in one place. And here the Bible says, here's a multitude of angels and they're crying out and praising God. 
You can't tell me that wasn't a thunderous sound. And I, it makes the hairs on my head, the back of my head stand up sometimes to think about the angels of heaven uh, praising God at that scene. Now look at beginning in verse 18 on down for just a minute. Verse 18. And all they that heard him wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Let's back up, please, to uh, the verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angel were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. I want you to watch something. Faith, of the, I want you to notice the faith of these shepherds. Notice it did not say, Let us go and see if this thing has come to pass. Now remember some they hadn't seen Jesus yet. Now they said, Let us go and see this thing which has come to pass. Do you know Romans ten and seventeen says faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God? We're not to see Jesus to believe. We're to believe he is because the Bible says so. Notice the last note here. Then they said, He has come. We have seen him. He is born in Bethlehem. We saw him lying in a manger. That's what every child of God ought to be doing during this Christmas time. Notice verse 18 now. And all that they heard wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And they went out, and in verse 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which were told them concerning this child. I like to sit around or get around with my family when we get around Christmas time and tell the story, read this story, just talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. But then the Bible says, after you understand that Jesus has come, and we glorify in His name, we're supposed to tell everybody we come in contact about it. Amen? Now notice, that's what every child of God ought to do then during this time. That's proclaim the truth, Jesus has come. Jesus has come to save sinners. I found this little poem. Come in, my Lord, come in, and make my heart thy home. Come in and cleanse my soul from sin, and dwell with me alone. Now, I've seen the Lord, my Savior, by faith in His Word. I laugh at people every once in a while, they ask me, Well, have you ever seen God? No. But I'll tell you what, I've seen Him by the Word of God. By faith, I've seen Him. Jesus has come. Jesus does save sinners. One of the greatest uh, witnesses to Jesus coming and being born in this world is when a sinner gets saved and life gets changed. I can't change a life. I can't change a sinner. I can't save a soul. But Jesus can. And I've seen a many one get saved. I've seen a many in life get changed. And that's witness to me that Jesus has come. Besides that, I got saved. And my life was changed. Amen? And I'm a personal witness that Jesus has come. And we ought to tell that every chance we get. And especially during this time of life. Around the Christmas tree and around our family. And giving and receiving presents. I like my family brings all the presents over to the house. My tree is filled with them right now all around. And I go around to see if my name's there. I got one. Amen. Better have some more. 
But God's good, isn't He? He really is. I want you all to have a good Christmas time with your family. And if you listen, if you got a son, you got a daughter, you got a mother, you got an aunt, you got an uncle that can't be with you, call them. Let them know you love them and thinking about them during this time. It'll mean a great deal. My good friend is in the hospital right now. And I'm going home in a few minutes. I already called him. But I'm going home directly and call him again and just tell him that during this time especially I love him and care for him. Let people know this time of year, will you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one here tonight. I thank you for those that wanted to be here tonight and can't get here. And we ask you, dear God, you'll bless them. But Lord, we ask you to bless us as we try our best to glorify thy name and thy being in this world to save us sinners, which we're so thankful for that you came. And we want to glorify you every way we can now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.